Thanks for listening to B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast, providing educational information for business owners about merchant services and the technology surrounding them. Hosted by Alan Kopelman. With 20 years of merchant services industry experience, he shares his insights, knowledge, and important updates regarding payment processing and fintech. Please subscribe to the podcast via YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Head over to b2bvault.info to catch up on all of the past episodes. Tune into our live stream on YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn Live. Turn on post notifications to get updates regarding the live shows. Please subscribe to our channel, like the videos, and share on your social networks. Thanks again for tuning into B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast. Hey, everybody, Alan Kopelman here with the B2B Vault podcast, the payment technology podcast for business owners and merchants. So today we're going to dive into payment news. So we went in, we go look every week or every two weeks and we find the top payment stories that should be of interest to, you know, all business owners out there. If you're processing credit cards in your business, this should be of interest to you. So let's get into it. So the first story, this one I've been following now for a couple of months. What's going on with this thing called tap to pay? So the picture is a little, that's tell tap to pay thing is crazy. Google on the Android phone and then Apple on the Apple phone are in development and soon to be released where you can basically take a phone up to another phone and make a payment. So phone to phone payment. But is that going to, you know, who, what merchants are going to use that? You know, there's a big safety, you know, there could be a good level of safety with those transactions because now I'm using my Apple card or that my sounds scary wallet. Me, okay. It's, it's a little off the wall, but are Apple and Google going to play together? Right? right. So are you going to be able to tap an Apple phone up to an Android phone and do yeah, a transaction? Right. right. That's what I said, you know, but who should be shaking in their boots? Like I look at it and I go, well, maybe some small merchants might start using that, you know, start using that, but it could be limited because when you look at the market and we used to do make phone apps a few years ago, right? So when we looked at phone apps, we saw how many people downloaded the apps on which platform. So how many people downloaded the HTML5 version, which is just like a stat uh, mobile website? How many people downloaded the Android version? And how many people did the Apple, the Apple, Android, and the Web5? So Web5, there wasn't too much of that, like one or 2%. And then basically you would think like one mark, one would dominate the other, right? But it was pretty much like very close to like 50-50 hard to believe right you would think from the amount of commercials on tv about apple that apple is the you know the biggest part of the market now from podcasting 40 percent of podcasts are listened to on apple okay and then beyond that 
you would think like, oh, Google Podcast would be next, right? Nope, Google Podcast is not next. Really? Uh, Spotify is next, and then there's a whole bunch of all the other podcast networks that are uh, make up the other forty percent. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of smaller, you know, networks: Amazon Music, iHeart, Stitcher, Twi- um, you know, uh, Spot, uh, not Spotify, uh, Pandora. You know, Overcast, we were looking at a whole list before, right? right? And there's like 20 or 30 of these like networks. A lot of them pull the feed in from Apple or Google, but that that's the whoever the person who's listening, that's their preferred app that they use. Right. You know, so everybody's got their preferred app. But, you know, on the Apple side, Apple, you know, definitely people with Apple phones, most of them are listening through the Apple podcast. Network. I can see how this could really work for like peer to peer, like, you know, your little brother wants five dollars. No, that's not what this is for. This is for business consumer to business payments. So what, they're going to have a biz- business phone just sitting there? Like no, you would. Do, I don't know how they would do it. Maybe like. You know, the one that I would think like the companies who should feel threatened by this would be Square, PayPal and Stripe should be pretty much like threatened by they should feel feel very threatened by this because this could impact their market. You know, not so much Stripe, but PayPal and and Square, this could this could affect their market share of the business. And I did read that. So you're saying like they'll have like a little machine. No, no, no. Phone. Just use a phone to take a payment. They're just going to be able to take their phone, go up to your phone, tap phones and make a payment at a business. McDonald's. I don't know. I, mean, I don't. Think, I know you could go to Walgreens and pay with your phone right now. Right. That's an NFC. Yeah, that's an NFC payment. Right. Near right. field communication. That's going on right now. That's what's in the picture. If so you're watching the YouTube. So they're that in everyone's phone. Yeah. That sounds like a horrible way for people to steal money. Yeah, it could be because it could be dangerous from that perspective. But who knows? I mean, you have to hold your face up to do like if you use Apple yeah, Pay, yeah, you hold your face when up. When they knock you out and they're over your face scanning <laughs> your phone, transfer 1.25 whatever into right. this account. Come on. I know it I sounds think. a little. It's. It, I'm not sure how it's going to work, but it's going to. But like, let's say you have merchants, and that instead of having a card reader, now they don't have a card reader. And they can just take the, the what person can wave the credit card or wave their phone over the phone and do a transaction. It right. might work for like mobile businesses because let's say we have right, somebody like with like a hundred air conditioners, like a hundred air conditioning uh, guys driving around, right? And work for a company. They don't buy the readers because now, like we tell them, oh yeah, you want to buy a hundred readers? It's a hundred bucks a piece. It's ten grand. They're like, forget that. We're not doing it. Well, this key enter. $10,000, too much money to spend. But now with this, but there are gateways like Gateway NMI we work with. They're integrating this into their gateway. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see this tap to pay, like how this is going to really work. I'm always pay attention. When I'm in the grocery store, I pay attention. Like how do people pay? I'm telling you, majority of people stick their card in the machine. They're not waving their card. They're not My doing any of that. My wife uses the phone. Yeah, some people use the phone. Well, it depends if she like if she's got money in Apple Pay. Yeah, then that's all she'll use. Right, right. Like her, a lot of her business, like when she's the cleaning service, when yeah. she's cleaning, um, people will pay her with Apple Pay. Well, that's why I always talk about the consumerization of payments, payments. so that 
uh, businesses are have the payment methods that the consumer wants. Right. Eventually, you're going to have to have tap to pay because people are going to want to do tap to pay. So what's going to happen with it? Hey, we're going to be following this and see, you know, when is when is Apple releasing? When is Google releasing? Crypto and real estate. I was talking, I've done a couple, a bunch of podcasts about cryptocurrency being used in businesses. Then I came across this story and another story yesterday, but we included this one from the real deal. They follow um, real estate transactions in Miami. I was reading this. I was like, wow, these companies, if you did this, any of these transactions mentioned in real deal, call me. You can get my link in the show notes <laughs> how to get in touch with me because they described as real estate transaction, Justin. So some guy wanted to pay a few million dollars for some house in Miami or a condo. I so, read this. Right. So the guy took the crypto, the Bitcoin, and then he sold it, sold the Bitcoin into some stable coin. And then they took the stable coin and transferred it into dollars. So they sold the Bitcoin paid somewhere five to eight percent in fees to transfer it into the stable coin. Then that to sell the stable coin. So they had to pay money for that. Then they had to get the money out of the wallet, wherever that was, into somebody's bank account. Right. So most of these platforms only transfer twenty five thousand dollars a day. So, you know, unless you're calling up on the phone going, I need more money, more money, more money. But I don't know how you know, maybe even if you could get a hundred grand a day, a million would take 10 days. We could have done that transaction in one transaction. They probably paid about 10% between the three transactions that they did to get that money into a bank account. We could have done it for 2%. Another real estate agent I talked to about this said that they have a situation with an attorney. Right. He well, wouldn't really disclose it, how it works out, but and I said, and I asked him, I said, well, how long does it take? And he said, you don't even want to know. Yeah, well, we can do it. I, I spoke to a, a title company and a, an attorney who does closings and I explained to them. I said, we can get this done for you. Someone can, you can send them an invoice. They pay with the crypto. The money would go into your escrow account in 48 hours. They were like, wow, that's insane. They were like, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah, I said, and it's way cheaper than cashing out all the crypto and then doing it into a stable coin and a this and a that. So if you're in real estate and you want to simplify the way you take cryptocurrency, let me tell you, cryptocurrency is not going away. Uh, large transactions are being used for crypto as the price of Bitcoin is going to start going up. There's going to be more people wanting to do crypto transactions. So luxury items, jewelry, cars, everything. You know, what are the trends going on in retail? Okay, so buy now, pay later. Uh, that's gonna that's a big trend. Um, Square is rolling out their own buy now, pay later. A lot of point of sale companies. I see emails from them all rolling out for their retail customers. Buy now, pay later. There has been some fraud associated with that, but you know the business doesn't with, have to deal with that. With the buy now, pay later, how do they? The application process to me seems so weird. Like I just don't understand it. How they can just approve somebody? Yeah. Oh, well, if, let's say you're buying an item for eight hundred dollars. As long as you got eight hundred open on your credit card, they'll approve you. 
The thing oh. is, if somebody goes, if somebody's a fraudster and they go close the credit card down and maybe they're not an up and up person, like they don't have an actual address. I mean, today I see all these people like it kind of cracks me up. It's like a big there's like a big trend on Instagram of all these people having like van life and RV life, like all these people. In fact, one of my friends went to a national park. He was telling me he goes, the national park was packed with um rvs and vans that people like live in he was shocked to see like that many people in the national park but he said you know with covid going on a lot of people just said hey i'm just gonna go on vacation not, and they not went on vacation they went on crisis in america like, right that is yeah but there's some people like they have a mobile lifestyle like they're a uh, social media influence or, oh, yeah, or they're doing some kind of, you know, online work, you know, and then they go take off and they go right around, uh, right around the country. I met this woman and she does like social media for businesses. She just travels around everywhere. And she's got like a special satellite dish on a van and she's, you know, all different spends about a week or two in, in a different location. She's been doing that for a couple of years. She said she started before the pandemic. Nice. Doing that. She wanted to travel all over the United States. So that's what she's doing. Contactless payments. This is continuing to grow as, you know, people doing all kinds of contactless payments. You can get a credit card now. You can wave it over the machine. Wave your phone over the machine. Soon it's going to be phone to phone, right? So that's gone. QR payments. Okay. So now this is a really, uh, we're going to talk about QR payments and text payments and just getting texts in general. But first, let me touch on QR. We should have put text on the list, but let's talk about this QR thing. So there's a lot of fraud going on with these QR codes now. People will go to a, a business or they see a sign and everybody's gotten so used to using these QR codes. I remember when we started doing QR codes with the apps, nobody knew what a QR code was. That was about 10 years ago. And the pandemic woke the Q QR code up. I remember getting like a few phone calls from some restaurants when the uh, pandemic started. They go, hey, we need to make a QR code so people can scan it. How much will you charge us to do that? And I was like, felt really bad. I go, I don't want you to think like, I said, don't take this the wrong way. But I said, I'm just going to send you a link to a free website. You can make your own QR code. You just go to a QR code maker website, punch in your URL. Boom, you got a QR code. They were like, really? We don't have to pay for that? I was like, no. They said, oh, some company was trying to charge them like $800 to make a QR code. I was like, man, if you paid 800 bucks for that, uh, go click on this link. I sent the person a link. They couldn't believe someone was charging them 800 bucks. They go, maybe they're making it look fancy with colors and your logo and all that, but you don't need all that. You can do that now for free. Yeah, you probably can. So <laughs> I'm just saying, but a basic, you know, there's probably a hundred websites says yes. make a QR code, yes, but there's is. been a lot of fake QR codes out there. People scan them. Then they end up going to a website that's asking them for personal information. Like they think it's their bank and it's not their bank. Like you get a fake letter in the mail and says, oh, your bank account, uh, scan this and log into your bank account. Well, you think you're going to Bank of America website or Chase or Citibank or wherever you bank. Instead, it's taking you to some bogus website 
you're putting in your username and password for your bank and then that person the scammer is getting it they're logged into the bank and then they sell themselves some money off of your bank account so be very careful when you're doing stuff like that there's also been text messages going around saying oh there's an issue with your bank account click here don't touch that you know when your bank sends you text messages what it looks like and all that so don't be you know you got to be very careful with these trends but qr payments that's growing text payments where people can text you or email you a link so you can pay that's growing you know in re in retail also loyalty programs this is something that's going to start that's going to start lighting up cr like crazy there's a lot of companies now develop it developing inside their retail software so if i come in i use the same credit card all the time then my loyalty points i get loyalty points from that restaurant and then it's linked to that credit card and then you get your you get loyalty points mm -hmm. and then you can redeem those loyalty points for uh you know get money back in store so, stuff. in store so that's going to be that's growing like crazy you know the next thing that's going like crazy and i saw Publix is doing this you know this, they're like the biggest grocery store in south florida although you know for years they were probably like you know it was Publix and then Win Dixie and then a couple other little places, but now everybody sells food. Target sells food, Walmart sells food, Costco sells food, all these sells food, you know, all the grocery stores, fresh market, uh Whole Foods, Sprouts, Sprouts. I think Sprouts is owned by Publix. Isn't Sprouts owned or by Publix? Greenwise. Greenwise is owned, is owned by, by Publix. Publix. Yeah, I don't know who owns Sprouts. I thought Sprouts was also think, a Publix thing. That's, I think it's like a smaller version of Whole Foods. I don't. I'm not certain. No, I'm not sure who owns that. But yeah, now there's a lot of competition. So I was in Publix, and they were like, "Oh, you got to download the Publix app, and then in the Publix app, you put your credit cards in there, and that way, when you come up to the front, you pay, and then for every three hundred dollars you spend, you get back one percent, which is what three bucks." Yeah three bucks and then you have access to all the coupons because i saw in the store there were coupons but it said only a digital coupon which you can only access through the app because that always confused me at Publix. you put your phone number in and it didn't do nothing right <laughs> right so now they took it a step further well they had okay. something linked to your phone number and the app but it never really like translated to like savings because you used to have to go in their app click a bunch of coupons then when you checked out you put in your phone number and supposedly it linked up but i tried it a few times it never really worked but now they have this app they want you to put your credit card and they want you to pay and then who knows Publix is probably tracking how many times you come to the store the how often are you there what time are you there they're going to know everything which about location you. you like to go to yeah the best oh yeah they're going to know they're going to be able to buy yeah they're, they're going to be know if you buy organic or not they're going to know yeah, but they're going to be able Everything. to send you offers now Bet you know, you might get better offers because now they're going to send you coupons inside the app. I think we're going to see a lot more of that because people like loyalty, people like points. You can double up. You have your credit card with cash back and then you have your and then you get extra points from Publix. And now you get double double cash back, you know, so that's kind of crazy. So this next thing I wanted to include is. All the stuff going on with the IRS. I mean, 
if you own a business, you know, and you don't have an accountant, get an accountant. If you're using an accountant, make sure you talk to your accountant about this kind of stuff that's going on with the I with the IRS. So the first thing is cryptocurrency. They don't even know what they're doing at the IRS from one day to the next day. They have all these rules and then the reporting rules from the from the uh, wallet companies like Coinbase, Bitdance, FTX, Crypto.com, those don't go into effect like 2023 or 2024. So I don't even know why they have cryptocurrency on this current tax return. What kind of information do you have to provide to them? It's a little bit convoluted. I would definitely talk to your tax professional and make sure what you're doing with that. And also with our product that we have, NPS Coin, you can you can get um, you know you can get inf information about how we do it, where you don't take possession of the coin, you get the cash, so that alleviates the IRS problem with crypto. And like I said, anything you want to find more information about, I'm posting my link tree link in the. Uh, show notes and you can click on that and that's how you can find out information about what we're talking about here see the latest podcast episode and social media and, and connect with me or set up an appointment to find out more the next thing is the 600 dollars reporting thing right okay so that's everybody should be freaking out about that um now i saw this yesterday and this morning some news stories where the some senators and some of the people in the House of Representatives are putting together a bill and they want to get rid of this. They don't like it. So it does. I mean, I think that if you're a business and you're using these, you need to be declaring the income because that's, you know, I've owned a lot of businesses and I was forced to declare all my income. But, you know, this is something that's, you know, becoming a problem. And, you know, those apps should probably say, oh, well, if this person is getting over a certain amount of money a week or a month or something like that, okay, well, this is no longer personal. You're a business. You need to register as a business. As much as I hate this, right? Yeah. Like, I, I really feel like this is, it's aimed at, like what you said, this is affecting the, the, the servicer, the, the, babysitters, dog walkers, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But, I mean, it's also, like, for those same people, hey, get your stuff together, dude. Like, if you're making 600 bucks a month, right? Yeah. In your in your side hustle, to me, that's like a little light bulb. Like, hey, if I take this a little bit more serious, I might be able to double it, right? right. You have a business. You, you have, have a, a business. whole business, right? right? You have a whole business. So, I mean... It's time to start, you know, you know, pull up your big boy pants, get yourself a yeah, go to the next take your business to the next level. Right. You know, is it time to take your business to the next don't level? Be, I mean, this is bad, right? But this it's gonna hurt like yeah. little stuff like babysitters. She goes the girl goes and makes or a boy goes and babysits and makes thirty, forty dollars. Okay. Stop paying them with these apps. Just get yes. them some cash. Go to the ATM. Get some some, give them some cash. Okay. Help these people out. But if you have a real business and you're yeah. using this, you need to like get it together and and actually, you know, 
do it. If you don't want to pay fees, sign up for cash discount. We Believe offer it or not, it. I don't want to pay your business with my cash app account. Right. right. I don't. I will because I su support small businesses. But right. I genuinely don't want to pay you. Right. People want to, people account. really want to pay with their credit card because it gives them some protection. Exactly. And it makes you look more legit as yes. a business. Yes. You know. And also, you know, like Venmo and PayPal are starting to integrate into some point of sale and stuff like that. And I think we're going to see that's like another trend we're going to see with retail and restaurant as Venmo and PayPal decide to pay commission to the to pay, pay, you know, get into the ecosystem of payments. Right. So when they get into the ecosystem of payments. They're gonna they're gonna um, pay commissions to the to the payment companies so they can access that network, you know. But I think you know businesses that are used. But uh, the other day I was talking to somebody. I mentioned servers at the end here, right? Servers. So somebody said to me, they said, "Oh yeah, I was in a restaurant and the server said, oh yes, don't leave the tip on the check. Here's my phone number. Cash at me the tip." I was like, really? Well, that sounds like she's just trying to jip all the other servers out of there. Well, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, as like, they usually go into a pool. At well, the you end. can't pool tips. That's against oh, the law. Really? Yeah, if you pool tips, that's uh, you can have like a problem. There's been a bunch of lawsuits about tip pooling, um, against restaurants for pool tip pooling and making the uh, servers tip out the bartenders and all that. Because if I'm the server and I'm only making whatever three dollars an hour. And the bartender is making fifteen dollars an hour, right? They pay bartenders more. Why am I tipping the bartender? No, yeah, you're right. And now, if you want to voluntarily tip them, okay, voluntarily you go give them some money. Yeah. And you have to tip the busboy, and he's getting paid hourly That's more. That's crazy. And you tip, but there's been lawsuits about like tipping and restaurants, and also like adding. So when on, you see that thing in the jar, that's yeah. illegal. No, they can share the tips amongst all the employees. They're going to split it up evenly. But those people are probably not making like three bucks an hour, like a waitress and a Chili's right. or oh, something like okay. that. Oh, now I get the difference. Okay. Right. Like, so somebody was telling me they were in a bar and the girl said, hey, cash at me the tip. Okay. Like, you know, the bar should be worried, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll probably see some regulation or something, you know, but those people should be worried. Like if you're doing that like let's say you work at a business you know and you say and somebody wants to give you a tip and then they don't have any cash and then you're getting it in cash app right let's say you're a bellman at a hotel the guy goes oh i want to give you 50 bucks or 20 bucks and goes, i don't have any cash on me right so then the bellman goes oh send me cash app and the guy cash apps the guy five ten bucks right well you could have a problem at the end of the year you get uh, three, four, five thousand dollars in tips, right? Not in cash. Came to you for cash. Guess what? You got oh, pay you Uncle got, Sam. You got a ten ninety nine, <laughs> and then bam, that's reported, and then bam, you're paying a bunch of taxes on that. <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know, we have ATM, so go to the ATM, get some cash out, and give cash to the people you want to tip. Yeah, like you want to pay the babysitter, the lawn guy, whoever you're paying. Pay them in cash. Don't give them this money through these apps. And let listen, they should be people need to set if you got a business, set up a business account. We did a we did a podcast where me and Justin talked about how to start a business, all the different ways to do it, what how to set it up. 
It's not, I mean, if you listen to that podcast, you'll learn a lot about how to set up a business. I mean, we talked for like almost an hour mm -hmm. about how to do it. It was contained a lot of great information and all that. But, you know, like uh, these IRS regulations, I think we're going to see some pushback from Congress people. Um, you know, who gets, you know, this year's 2022, it's going to be election cycle at the end of this year. Um, <laughs> you know, who, let's see who gets into Congress. There's a lot of seats up for grabs, uh, people retiring. So, you know, there could be some changes to some of this crazy stuff. But, you know, thanks for listening to B2B Vault today, the payment technology podcast. We're available on all the major podcasting networks. You can follow us on social media. You can check out the B2Bvault.info website. And also, you know, you'll see my link tree in the show notes and that's how you can get it find out more information about what we do at b2b vault and nationwide payment systems and about our products and the latest podcast episodes have a great day everybody carpe diem